today's times, when even though we may be working from home, we find ourselves busier than ever. When can we fit in time for the gym? Is it open? What are the protocols? It's just so confusing. The easiest solution is to work out from home, but the cost of equipment can be so high. And how do you stay motivated? How would you like to have live, at-home, real-time interactive coaching from international award-winning coaches? You can have all of that in one app, the Knock Academy. The app is customizable for your schedule. Grab a workout in the morning before you start your day. How about a Pilates session at lunch? Strength training when you're finished your workday or start your weekends with core training or a rejuvenating yoga session after a busy week. Knock Academy is live. Your instructors can offer real-time feedback, motivation, and instruction, all from the privacy of your own home. Check out the Knock Academy. That's N-O-C-K Academy. Listeners of Start Talking get 20% off your first month. Just use the discount code WEAS when you sign up. The Knock Academy. It started on a better you today. Difference Makers Start Talking. I'm your host, Gareth Nock. This is a podcast focused on becoming our best possible version by making a difference to ourselves and those we are surrounded by. Thanks for listening and enjoy the journey. Please subscribe on all podcast platforms and follow We As Difference Makers on Instagram and Facebook. The story you tell yourself. The words in your mind are powerful. The constant conversations that we all have sculpt our identity. And today I wanted to really expand on this topic and share some personal stories and, and dig a little bit more into you know that that sculpting of our identity that happens right from you know early, early stages of development as a child. And kind of where it's, uh, you know, left me in the world and how it's opened up my eyes to making a difference on a, a bigger, bigger, big, much bigger scale than I ever thought possible. Um, you are the toy story you tell yourself is something that I've been very aware of for the past couple of years, um, for sure, maybe even a little before that. And it's something that stemmed from kind of early childhood for me. But basically, the messages that we hear in our head, the the identity that we sculpt about ourselves and how we show up in the world and how that affects our choices and how that affects our, you know, the, the risks we take, the brave decisions we make and, you know, the, the ways we the ways we show up in professional and personal relationships and, you know, kind of everything about our everyday life. So if the if the story that you tell yourself inside and what goes around in your head on a daily basis whether that's what's imprinted on you from your upbringing whether that's just you know what you tell yourself based on what other people share about you what other people feel about you you know whatever good or bad things have been said to you by your peers by your family um you know especially as kids growing up other kids as can be honest can be just absolutely brutal 
on many levels. Um, and some of those stories that, that have sculpted our identities as human beings are, um, you know, I'm insecure or, you know, I'm a mess. I'm awkward. I'm shy. Um, I'm blunt. I'm overpowering. I'm out of shape. I'm fat. I'm skinny. Um, I'm unfit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. And there's all these negative things that kind of go around in your head. And, you know, maybe we perceive those as a negative. Maybe we don't. But the think about a few of those messages. You know, if, you, if you're told you are insecure, if you told you're awkward or shy in social environments, and then you continue to remind yourself and tell yourself that story, is that becomes your reality. We become what we tell ourselves. And we pick that up from, you know, the... You know, that looking in the mirror, the self-doubt or from what other people say. And it's it can be such a broad scale and, it, and we can take a lot of even positive messages and turn them into negative messages. And, but here's the deal. It goes both ways. So, yes, that can be just absolutely brutal to, to think about all those, those negative feelings and emotions and, you know, pictures that we vision. But how powerful and strong can you feel if you take it on a positive and you know depending on the way we approach the world and where we approach you know the way we live our lives but it goes both ways so now think about this a little differently if the message that you're giving yourself the story that you're telling yourself is that you're strong you're powerful and you know you're impactful you're proud you're a leader you're a difference maker if those are the messages that ring around in your head if they're the things that you feel and you hear and, you know, they, they imprint on you. And, you know, although we, we shouldn't necessarily um, give too much of a shit about what other people think, there are people around us that, you know, if we surround ourselves and we, we create our inner circle, a very positive and, you know, people that, people that love us, people that adore us, people that, you know, are going to give us feedback when we need it, you know, constructively or going to tell us how much that, you know, they love us and they appreciate us and how we, and, you know, I think about my, my personal life and my relationships is, you know, how I inspire others around me, how, you know, how impactful that can be and how I've made a massive impact through my career and life on, on many people. And if, if those were the stories I was listening to and those were the stories that were front of mind for me, it would have been a very different and not even necessarily a better outcome for me, but a very different outcome. So it, it goes both ways. We are the story we tell ourselves. So if, you, if you're going to continue to tell yourself the story that you can make a difference to so many other people, that's going to be what you become. If you are going to play small and tell yourself that you're just one person and you, know, you don't hold value in the world and you don't have anything that you can give to make a difference in other people's lives and even in your own life, to make a difference in your life, then that's that's what you're going to become because that's a story you tell yourself and you know this this comes as a, a pretty raw subject for me and you know a, a pretty pretty shitty time in my life where um, you know I, I did tell myself this story of what I was and it was what had been imprinted on me through my life so it started you know as far back as I can remember and you know I grew up as a as a fat kid. Um, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to use the word fat kid and um, uh, Carl will definitely be listening to this and uh, shout out to uh, Carl Anthony. Um, we as men start talking, check out his podcast, check him out on social media. Um, young fat Gareth, as uh, you refer to, and if you are listeners of uh, we as men, you would have, uh, and you've heard my episode. 
we did last back last year. You would have heard uh, you would have heard the young fat Gareth uh, references, and obviously we also spoke spoke about the story you tell yourself, and you know we we shared how that could be you know playful, and um, you know we we were I was comfortable with him using that terminology, but how that can imprint on a person. So for me, I grew up as as that young fat kid. You know, as far back as I can remember, I was overweight. I was unhappy with that, um, and I don't know that I had a a massively negative um, imprint from my family on that, but I don't know that it was massively positive either. It was um, very much about, you know, wanting me to, you know, maybe wanting me to be healthier, maybe wanting me to lose weight, but not necessarily always knowing, you know, how to, how to do that, you know, having the knowledge to do that when putting that on the right way. And, you know, in my family environment, like, doing the best you know you could with that and supporting me and wanting to be a little bit healthier etc but it never really quite the pieces of the jigsaw never really fit so I kind of went through this until the age of probably 16 or 17 from as far back as I can remember let's say kind of seven eight years old um and and you know and being the being the fat kid and telling myself that I was that fat kid this is what other kids were telling me um you know I was bullied in school and that was what I heard most frequently you can imagine you know, whatever work environment you're in um you know school environments anything that you spend most of your time in is they're the stories you're going to constantly hear they're the stories are always front of mind for you and that's what that's what i heard all the time and what happened is in that story started to imprint on me and i just kind of repeated that like i was the 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 fat kid um, you know, whatever you want to call it, I was the uh, the. I wouldn't say unpopular, but but definitely the the target for other kids. And you hear that story, and no matter what you do to be a good person, and you know you show up even that early age in life is, you're still referred to as that that fat kid, that big kid, and it, that just starts to become your reality. And you know, and then the you know being like that dents your confidence when you dent your confidence you become the awkward or the the unsocial or the shy kid and that's very much where I was as as a kid and I think that probably started a little bit earlier on in life for me but you know being a shy shy kind of quiet kid as well and then not having that kind of you know that that confidence and you know whatever it is that makes us show up with that and um, you know that that more kind of I hate to say extrovert because we all have a little bit of extrovert and introvert, but showing up with that and whether that's, you know, kind of genetic, that's inbred in our DNA, whatever it is. Um, but I never really felt like I had that. And obviously the, the being overweight it was not, um, not helping me build on that. Um, and, you know, and kind of move towards that more kind of, um, confident and, you know, personality that kind of went out there and put myself out there. Because for me, I was the, the fat kid with not a lot of worth. And so I didn't want to put myself out there because I didn't see any value in what I had to say or do or offer people. Um, that kind of spurred right through those kind of teenage years. And I remember not really um, not really participating a lot in activity or sport and um, you know, not having the best relationship with food. Um, and that's still something that I battle with every day um, to the to the current day now as a you know a 38 year old husband father um you know fitness professional so it's a uh, it's definitely something that's still kind of roaring in the front of the mind there but something that you know you build strategies and habits around to to ensure that it doesn't impact negatively or should we say too negatively on everyday life um as we went through the teenage years um that story kind of stayed and I think maybe there was some, there was still some, some, some bit of the kind of positive and kind of going both ways that I mentioned earlier in that, you know, I started to see that, you know, I could, I could be 
you know, I could be strong, I could be powerful, I could have a place, um, I played some sport, and my size and, you know, my, my ability definitely definitely came, you know, from that size sometimes, you know, and the, and the, and the common joke was that I would be, you know, I would play, I would play in goal in uh, football or soccer, depending on where you are in the world listening. Um, it was it was a joke that I'd go in, go and I'd play and I'd take up a lot more space than the average kid in the net. So um, I'd be pretty successful and that kind of stuck and I played all the way through those ages. So I was starting to see some positives of those things, but they were just very small, very minuscule amounts. Um, and, you know, and I'm sure a lot of you listening would, would experience, um, you know, some some positives on the negatives, right? So I used the example as blunt earlier. If that's something that, you know, you're constantly told or you're very blunt or, you know, you're very blunt when you give feedback or you're very, you know, say you're managing a team of people and you're a leader or, you know, just in your personal life. If you're very blunt and forthcoming with that because you, you're confident and you show up as you in the world and you want to be, you know, you want to speak with kind of candor and be honest in your approach to people. Sometimes people keep telling you, you're blunt, you're blunt, you're blunt, you're blunt, you're blunt, rather than I'm a great leader and I can speak with Canada because I care. That's a very different mindset to be in. So, you know, you can see how that crosses over to everyday life. So these things started to, to continue and I saw some benefits in them. Um, I kind of went through those teenage years, um, as you can you may have picked up, uh, born and raised in England. In England, we leave school around about 16 years old. And, you know, right up until that point of about 15 or 16, uh, I was, the, I was the, the kid in school that never really had a girlfriend. I didn't really get any interest from the opposite sex. And, you know, and, and that I think is uh, definitely now later in life when I look back is a, is a reflection on my confidence and my ability to show up as me and show what I have. This is this is huge because at the time it was because I was the fat kid and no one's interested in the fat kid. Um, you know, but my friends with, uh, you know, I say my friends, people that, you know, I was in school with, maybe friends, maybe not, were, you know, in those relationships and, you know, and at a very early age, but getting that attention just because they were confident, they were captain of the sports team or they were, you know, they were they were slim and, and athletic, whatever it was that, that made them feel confident, made them show up in the world. So... If you're listening and you're thinking about what it was that, you know, affected your ability to, uh, you know, attract the opposite sex is it's very, very often not what you think it is. Um, and that was a huge realization for me, you know, as I moved through the world and, you know, obviously went through uh, situations and encounters, you know, with the opposite sex as I got older and, and started to really see what the um, what sides of me drew in the right kind of people that I wanted to surround myself with and, you know, eventually commit to, you know, a partnership and a, and a relationship with. So, you know, really, really be aware of that. And I hope that, I hope that rings true for a lot of you and, um, you know, is a powerful message that, you know, why we think, and especially when we go through times of turmoil or maybe we go through separations and breakups and we think about why maybe those things have happened is think more about, you know, the, the, the traits of that personality, how you show up as opposed to the, you know, the physical side of that, which is definitely where, where I kind of lent. Um, you know, it, it, it has a, it definitely has a link to the, the unlovable. Um, and this is something that definitely spurred from that kind of school growing up um, environment. Um, you, you get that feeling that everyone else has, has got a relationship and everyone else is wanted um, and loved and you aren't. And um, this was definitely not a home situation for me. Like I had a, you know, I had a stable, you know, a stable kind of family upbringing with my mum and my dad and my brother. 
and uh, there was definitely um, there was definitely expressions of love um, in that environment. Um, and I wouldn't say massively frequently. I grew up in the eighties. Um, I definitely think men of the eighties didn't show a massive amount of um, massive amount of affection and love. Not as I would see in a kind of more modern day man, but definitely doing. My dad definitely did the best he could. He provided and showed up. And definitely times where I remember, you know, and, and again, uh, shout out to, to, to Carl and uh, we as men. Uh, we talk a lot about this on our podcast episodes and, you know, lots of discussions about the kind of relationships with our dads. And, you know, I have a great relationship with my dad now and it's definitely um, grown and blossomed and, and over the years. But, you know, he was he was at work a lot and, you know, he supplied a lot of that. So I definitely got that side of the, um, definitely got that side of the, the um the relationship at, at home and you know got that kind of showing i love my love's mum's very loving and caring and um you know connects a lot of that stuff and you know helped me help me on that side of it but there was still that spending more of my time in an environment where it was just i felt like it was constantly getting and um, beat up and not really physically i was a pretty big kid so you know being uh being 30 40 pounds 50 pounds heavier than the average kid you didn't you didn't get beat up a huge amount but but emotionally and mentally definitely and you know that wears on you a lot um and i think that really led to just a, just a journey through into that kind of you know that those teenage years and the the lack of self-worth and um this is a this is a massive massive thing for me and um i was actually when we did a uh, we had a really awesome kind of group podcast uh, just back in the um back a few months ago on uh, we as men and um one of the big questions that we asked in kind of a round table was what are you most scared of? And my answer was not being enough. And this is something that is a constant for me. Um, and I'm sure this just resonates with a lot of you listening now where there are times in our life, there are certain situations or certain people or certain environments where we just don't feel like enough. And this is definitely something for me. I would always say that I was fairly introverted and fairly shy and I didn't like those social environments and I preferred kind of intimate, you know, I'd rather get into a deep intimate conversation and then I would just kind of small talk. And what I realized was that that's, it's not really about being introvert, extrovert, shy or not, um, or being outgoing or the bravado. It's all about, I'd rather get into those deep, meaningful conversations because it's generally with people I trusted. When I felt like I had that trust in that relationship, I'd be happy to open up a little bit more, and I and I knew where where I stood a little bit more, so I knew what I brought to it. With um, with relationships where I didn't have that, or you know, social environments or new people, is I never really felt like I had any worth to bring to it. So I just kind of I kind of used my my shield, my shield of being kind of introverted and shy and not wanting to be in those environments and you know not liking small talk. I'm doing kind of bunny ear quotes. Um, was was my shield, my protective shield for not having to show up authentically as me and, and add anything to it. And um, actually, a memory that rings true a lot for me is uh, a social environment. This is probably five years ago, six years ago, um, where I was in a social environment actually with uh, with Carl and some some other friends of of, of his. And um, he had a really interesting comment to me on a one to one environment. I think it was actually after the the situation. Um, sorry, not the situation, the, the, the gathering that we had. And he kind of said, you know, you, 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 you shared something tonight that was just so impactful and powerful. And it was just, you know, you don't say a lot, but when you do, man, does it land. And I don't even remember what it was that like I said, but I remember that statement to this day. And that was a big kind of, 
that was a, the first seed that got planted with that that progression. And you know, I I definitely uh, definitely credit uh, many people in my life with you know my kind of journey and you know in the and how I've kind of turned the, turned the corner a little bit and, and you know to current day. And Carl's a big part of that, so uh, that was something that stuck in my head. Um, yeah, so the, the the not being good enough, the, the the you know not being lovable, not having a girlfriend, being that fat kid. This just kind of went through those teenage years, and I can remember being probably sixteen, having a girlfriend for the first time, and you know, and and trying to see, you know, looking back now is kind of seeing how that dynamic came about and how maybe it started to change the kind of thoughts on the world. But to be honest, this didn't happen till till a lot, you know, a lot later in life. To be quite honest, and. It, but now I look back, it, it's definitely, definitely been, you know, part of the the journey, and it's it, it's very very important that you know, and that hopefully hopefully makes that that message kind of land a little bit. What I wanted to to touch on now is that when you are you are the kind of story you tell yourself is you got to be really mindful of the words you use, um, because this affects the people you surround yourself with, um, and when we talk about making a difference. You need to make a difference to firstly yourself, and you know this is what the, uh, growth and um, personal development is a lot of what this podcast is going to be about. You have to think about what are you doing to make a difference to you, and how does that affect others around you? And this could be positive or negative. You know, we're talking about making a difference from a positive standpoint on this podcast, but we can make a negative, you know, a negative difference as well. Um. Making a difference for the negative could just be the words you use. So when we're talking about, you know, having some, you know, for example, I use the fat kid and, you know, being in a situation where you have some body fat to lose, um, you're not fat. Okay. Fat is a tissue that, um, you know, you can't, you can't be fat. Okay. Fat is its own independent thing. Um, and you, what you have is you have an excess amount of body fat that you need to lose. For example, um, you know, you you are not blunt and rude. You have you know have situations where you know you can be blunt, but the reason for this is because you are showing up with candor because you're te- you know because you care and you want to be you know authentic in the way you show up and you want to deliver feedback or, or comments or you want to you know manage people or lead people with that with that candor and with that um you know with that clarity. So. You know, are you that are you that strong leader that speaks with candor, or are you blunt? Because again, you are the story you tell yourself. So you really got to think about it. You know, are you are you powerful? Are you impactful? You know, if those are the things that run around in your head, so think about the words you use. You know, and I always think about this with, um, you know, with, with kids. Um, and you're going to hear a whole lot about you know my my family over the coming podcast. But one thing that I'm big on in um you know in our house is that. You know, we have a we have a very uh, very very headstrong um, you know you know dominant um, females in our house, and uh, we always like to speak of them having strong leadership qualities um, as opposed to um, being bossy. So again, you are the story you tell yourself, but you're also the story you tell other people too, right? And we're imprinting a lot on on children and people that don't have the life experiences that we have and the impressionable. And if we're using that terminology. How is that imprinting on them and creating their internal story? So we've got to be aware of that. So, you know, strong leadership skills, you're powerful, you're a strong, powerful leader. 
you know, you, you can make a big difference in the world, etc. You know, and being proud of those things as opposed to being that kind of blunt, being bossy, etc., etc. You know, when it when we talk about that that being being shy, is it, you know, maybe maybe you're just maybe just slow to slow to warm up to those relationships um, that you're in. Um, you know, maybe you're, you don't you don't give away too much early on in those you know in those conversations because you want to you want to make a real difference and you want to show up with that stuff you know in you know later on. Um, you know, are you awkward in social environments? You know, if you tell yourself that, or is it you know I, I you know maybe it's a story of you know I need to I need to show up better with what I've got to benefit the world. Now maybe that's the story you tell yourself. That's definitely the story I've been telling myself over the you know over the past few years. You know, I need to I need to show up with the the confidence of what I know I can do to make a difference. And, and I see this in my, in my everyday career, um, you know, in everyday life, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a partner, as a, as a father, etc. So sculpting your identity, sculpting your identity with the words you use. So I want you to really think about it. I'm going to put a challenge out to you on the first, uh, on the first, you know, kind of point I made is you are the story you tell yourself. So my challenge is, Take some time, you know, after you finish to listening to this episode and make a note of all the things that, you know, all the things that lean on the negative that you think you are, right? You know, I'm, I'm too short, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too blunt, I'm too shy, um, I'm out of shape, I'm, you know, whatever it is. Make a list of those things and then my challenge is, is to look at those things and just start to Draw them on one side of the paper. So write down one side of the paper, write all these things down. You're just going to draw a line and an arrow to another side of the paper, draw a line down the middle and on that right hand side, and I'm acting this out right now with my hand like I have a pen. Um, I do uh, do talk with my hands a lot. So maybe a video podcast in the future, but I want you to write down on there what your positive reframe is. So, you know, I'm, 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 I'm fat. Your positive reframe is I have, I have body fat to lose. You know, I am, I am shy, could be, you know, I'm, I'm slow to warm up with new people like me. Okay. And that's not a bad thing because, Hey, maybe you don't want to jump in and give everything away. Right. Um, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's, I am blunt. Maybe it's, uh, um, I am a strong leader, whatever that might be is start to reframe. And I, and I, I, I would hazard a guess that you got at least 10 things constantly in that front of the mind that you tell yourself on a daily basis. And whether you do that in your head or out loud, and we'll talk about how the out loud, well, I touched on it a little bit, but how the out loud affects others, especially kids, um, is, is start to write down those things. And I want you to begin a dialogue of reframing that stuff. So start to reframe what you're, what you're insecure, your, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm overly emotional. I am blunt. I am, out of shape, whatever it is, is write those down and reframe them. Reframe them in the positive. Of what are you? Can you start to stay instead? Because I am fat has no solution. Okay, it has no place to start. But I have some body fat to lose. That's where we can start to build a new habit. Where we can start to build a new, um, a new change within you, and where you can start to make a true difference to yourself. And within that, let's use that as our example because, you know, I really touched on that with my own personal story and how that, you know, that kind of lack of lovability and not feeling good enough and everything that it, that brought. And that's a, you know, it's a tough subject for me, for me to talk about and probably for many of you listeners as well. I've got many things similar, but, you know, that having that story of I am fat, 
is it's it might be an internal story but it comes out in the way in which we act and who picks up on that everyone around you your partner your kids other people in your family um you know your friends and everyone starts to associate and starts to pick up on that stuff and that wordage comes into um you know our, our other impressionable people so you know whether that and i say it's your kids but it might not necessarily be your kids it might just be other people around you a sister a brother um you know a close friend and then suddenly it's uh you know, oh, oh, I'm so fat, I look terrible in this outfit because I'm so fat, blah, 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 blah. They start to hear that and then that starts to imprint in their brain, not only about you, but subconsciously then they start to maybe see that in themselves. So when we make a difference, we make a difference for the positive, but we can also make it for the negative and that's where the negative kind of comes in. So you might think, well, this isn't harming anyone, but every time you know you you pinch that inch in the mirror and you comment on it and someone else hears it or sees it or is impacted by it, we make a negative difference across from there. So, you know, be that role model to everyone around you and um, you know, hashtag surround yourself. Um, you're gonna see some of those um on our social media posts on the uh the we as uh, conversation that's happening across many platforms right now. Is you know you got to surround yourself, and when you surround yourself, it's your responsibility to make a positive impact on everyone you surround yourself with, whatever that looks like. Um, so there's your challenge: reframe, reframe. I'd like you to pick ten things, and I'd love to hear in the uh, in the comments uh, on the podcast. I'd love you to jump on social media and uh, make those comments. So again, it's at we underscore as underscore difference makers. Jump on there and post your comments, post your reframes, maybe just one example if, you, if you're brave enough to, to make that choice to post something on social media or send me a direct message. Um, we're also on, uh, also on Facebook, We As Difference Makers. And um, yeah, get out there and uh, share, those, share those kind of internal conversations. So we talk about start talking a lot within the, uh, the We As platform. So I want you to, to start talking, but also I want you to start commenting or start dropping that stuff on social media and building our presence so we can start to you know, see where we're reframing, give other people ideas. So, you know, things that I haven't even thought about that, that come up for you. I want you to share those things. I want you to put them out there. That's my challenge to you on this episode. Um, I just want to wrap up by saying if anyone has had those kind of struggles at any time, you want to reach out, send me a, a direct message, you know, comment on the uh, on the podcast, whatever it might be. Um and just just share because sometimes it's good to share and I you know I can't be quite honest that this this platform is um, all about sharing and uh, a lot of the time it's just to kind of share and get stuff off of my chest um, and um, you know put it out there in the world and you know I mentioned um, I mentioned on the intro to this uh, to this this podcast that if you haven't caught that episode check it out um, it, it, I talk about how you know my journey over the last 12 months has really really been the genesis for this podcast and you know having a platform in which to speak the unspoken the vulnerable and the the delicate and the the tough conversations that i've had um which you know maybe you've been uh, maybe you've been you know um been able to experience already is there's a lot of uh, emotion and there's a lot of stuff we need to get out there and this is my way to get a lot of that emotion out and I hope that you have the platform to do that. And, you know, like I said, if you want to reach out, you've got a great story. Hey, I'd even be open in the future to uh, to getting uh, to getting some of you on the, the podcast just to talk about that stuff, um, which would be absolutely awesome. So without further ado, uh, be the best possible version of yourself and 
keep making a difference. I'll catch you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening. Now it's time for you to start making a difference. Please subscribe, comment, and review on all podcast platforms and follow We As Difference Makers on Instagram and Facebook. Reach out with questions and feedback as this podcast can't grow without it. Remember, be the best possible version of yourself and keep making a difference.